Law of One first session, Raw gets into where they're from, what's their purpose, and a couple of golden nuggets that I want to share with you because I think it's very relevant right now. Let's get started. Before we start, I want to make a note that I am using both the original book from the 80s and a re-listened version from Toby Willock that he created in the 90s, and he included a lot more information that was originally excluded, so it didn't add to the confusion, because sometimes through the channeling, especially in this first session, there was a lot of stuff that wasn't really relevant to the narrative of the first session, and they excluded it, but... As you can see, uh, one of the things that happened was that Ra, when he was uh, being channeled, he tried different members of the group that were there. And originally, uh, there were uh, a bunch of people that weren't there in the future sessions. Like I said, it was only uh, Carla Rickard, Don Elkins, and Jim McCarthy for, I think, for over 100 sessions and only four or five sessions were with a group of people. And this first one, had them and there were channelers there. So he tried different ones because as he explains there, they kind of use a very narrow band frequency channel to transmit their, uh, their information. And because of that, they needed somebody who was very uh, attuned to their frequency. Now in this process, he actually says a couple of things that are pretty interesting about how we are part of a thought and not actually a material universe, which we probably get into this a little bit later in the series, but uh, it was very enticing idea that, that he, uh, he threw in, in the session while he was trying different people. And also he mentions that he is part of the Confederation of Planets, which is another thing we're gonna get in different videos as we go through the sessions. Uh, more importantly, he stated that they are part of the law of one and they had to uh, downgrade themselves into fifth density because they are from sixth density to, uh, to channel this. It's not said there, but in the future uh, sessions, we get to know this too. So the first thing I wanna get into is one of the quotes from the book and then we can analyze what it means. This was the first question they asked Ra. Do you have a specific purpose? And if so, could you tell us something of what your purpose is? To this Ra responds as usual before he answers any question. I am Ra. We communicate now. We too have our place. We are not those of the love or of the light. We are those who are of the law of one. In our vibration, the polarities are harmonized. The complexities are simplified, and the paradoxes have their solution. We are one. That is our nature and our purpose. All right, before anybody gets scared with them saying we are not from the love or from the light, what they mean is the densities of consciousness. Now remember, we are from third density consciousness, and this means that we are from what they call the choice, because we're here to make choices. 
in the next density, which is four density, and where we're actually heading right now with this ascension process is the density of love and understanding. After four density, we find fifth density, which is the density of light. And there is also a saying about it is the honor and duty type of density because you realize that is your honor and your duty to serve. And this has to do with the polarity of where we're heading. Uh, but if you're listening to this, I'm pretty sure you're of the positive polarity. So uh, I'm explaining this as if you are of a positive being, which I'm sure you are. So just for completion, I'll say that there's also negative polarity, which goes through the conscious and the densities of consciousness as well, but they're not of love and understanding and of light, but quite the opposite. But we'll get into that in different uh, videos. So this is important to know because uh, they refer a lot of this in the books as love and light densities and this kind of stuff. So now you kind of start getting an understanding of how fourth density is regarded, how fifth density is regarded. And they say that they are from the law of one, which is sixth density. And again, they had to come down to fifth density to transmit this information for what I know. So that's that. And of course, you know, it's it's kind of um, uh, it's misleading if you don't know this kind of stuff. So this is why I'm giving an explanation. Let's get to the next quote, which is part of the same question, the first question and something else that they said that I really want to share with you in the same answer. And later on, because it was a kind of long answer, they say, we now feel the great responsibility of staying in the capacity of removing the distortions and powers that have been given to the law of one. We will continue in this until, shall we say, your cycle is appropriately ended. If not this one, then the next. All right, a couple of things I want to dissect from this quote is that they mentioned the end of this cycle. And that's really important and relevant right now, because we all know that we're nearing the end of a cycle, the end of an era and the beginning of a new age. So that's what they're referring there. They don't really care about this cycle or the next one because they came here to make amendments to the law of one. And there's a reason for that that I'll explain in a little bit. But it's important to know that they're talking about that for them. There is no time because they live or they exist in a different dimension or density of consciousness and they don't experience time the way we do. It's a completely different thing and pretty complex that I'm not even sure how it works. But the other thing that they say is that they're here to make uh, amendments to the distortions that were created to the law of one. And that is because they are responsible for those distortions. As they ask them further in the questions, is if he is the Ra from Egypt and they say, yes, we came here upon your planetary sphere to Egypt to assist them. And they try to give them the law of one to one person who was capable of teaching this to, to the society there. But unfortunately, the priesthood in Egypt distorted the teachings of the law of one and created this religion based on it. And they took the compassion out of it just to create another control system. To this, they responded by uh, getting out of here again and not tinkering anymore with humanity, even though they came in afterwards. It's also important to mention that 11,000 years ago when this happened, they also went to South America to try and help uh, people there too. So just another mention there. And that's why they're here to try to make amendments to 
that distortion they created here by interrupting free will in a way. So now they're bound to also help us in that way. Not only are they uh, inclined to uh, serve others, but they also have a commitment here to kind of fix the mistakes that they made in the past. And they mention this in the books uh, very often. Um, the next question I have, it's not really a question because it's lost and it says in the transcript that the question is lost because the recorder was too far away from the person asking the question. But there's a little part there that is very important that Ra was explaining. And it's interesting because it says something that I really want to share with you. So even though the question is lost, uh, what Ra says is recorded and there's something really cool about it that I want to share. That which is infinite cannot be many. For manyness is a finite concept. To have infinity, you must identify or define that infinity as unity. Otherwise, the term does not have any referent or meaning. In an infinite creator, there is only unity. I'm assuming that the question here had something to do with the nature of the universe because they went into explaining infinity and how it's not possible to have manyness and the creator and everything else. And so even though this is a more of a philosophical quote uh, for us to digest, I think it's important because we are part of a massive consciousness that is the universe. The universe is alive and we as part of the one creator are part of this infinity. So that means also to me and my interpretation that we are one and we are part of everything and everything is part of us. So just a little bit of philosophical tinkering here, you know, and just thinking a little bit about that. Also in this question, they dropped what the law of one is. And as I put in the, in the introduction video, if you haven't watched it, go watch it. Um, they explain there in their own words what the law of one is. And of course, I also have a bonus for you at the end of the video. So if you watch it after I'm done, you'll get a little bit of uh, a bonus there from me. Now, the next question is really important. I really want to discuss it because it had to it has to do with the changes that we're seeing right now and what it actually means. Can you comment on the coming planetary changes in our physical reality? The changes are very, very trivial. We do not concern ourselves with the conditions which bring about harvest. All right, huge one here because they asked about the planetary changes that were about to happen. And the funny thing is that Ross said, we do not concern ourselves with the conditions of the harvest. Now, harvest is the term that they use for the transition that we're going to go through once we go into four density consciousness. The planet Earth changes into four density and the harvest is something that we'll get into and I talk about a lot because it is ascension, in fact, and they just talked about it in these terms because of the Christian background that Carla had and harvest is the way they talk about ascension. So the interesting part here is that they say they do not concern with the conditions of the harvest, meaning that whatever happens in planet Earth, they don't really care. You know, and we'll get into this more with the sessions, the future sessions where they talk about uh, this in, in, in a better degree. But the thing is that they don't really care about the cataclysms or how we decide, you know, to create this change. All they care about is the harvest itself and how uh, people can get prepared for that, to be honest. 
but everything else is just a function of us as I'll explain in further videos and of course in, in all my work. So the next thing is that they ask something a little bit more complex and this has to do with the idea of catalysts and how we can uh, change consciousness and uh, contribute to, uh, to the expansion of consciousness itself. Now, the answer is pretty long and it's very complex, but there's a couple of things that I want to share here that are very important. The first one is that the person asks like how we can individually contribute to the collective consciousness and try to raise consciousness, you know, as part of this process. And they said that they cannot differentiate us individually and they see us as a collective. So that's one distinction that they made because we are in this third density seeing the division between us, the difference between us. And it's not so for them. They see us as a collective. So for them, it's like impossible to see like how we can contribute individually. They see a contribution, even if individual for us is for the collective. So that means that whatever you are doing to help the collective consciousness, is almost as if the collective consciousness is doing it itself. I know it's a weird concept because we're used to this third density division of separation between me and you, but that's not so for them. And they can see that from that higher dimension and that higher consciousness. So that's a, uh, a pretty cool thing. The other thing is a quote that I really want to share because I think it's going to bring a very strong philosophical point about how we interact with each other's uh, and of course our uh, as an experience as humans and interaction between us. As part of the answer that they gave to this question, they said, to learn is the same as to teach, unless you're not teaching what you're learning, in which case you have done you, them, little good. This understanding should be pondered by your mind-body-spirit complex, as it is a distortion which plays a part in your experiences at this nexus. Okay, so another very strong philosophical point here, and this has to do with our experience as humans. They talk about teaching and learning being the same thing because when you learn something, and this is a problem that a lot of people have, including myself, of course, is that when you learn something, you want to teach it. Otherwise, you lost your, uh, your learning there because you didn't teach it. And when you teach something, you also need to learn. So it's a, it's a, it's like a cycling process that you have to go through when you explain and teach something, you have to learn from your teachings. And at the same time, when you learn, you have to teach what you learn. So it's not like in vain that you learn something, you kept it to yourself. Uh, a little bit philosophical idea here too, is that when you create something, don't keep it to yourself try to uh, expose it out there for people to see because that's your creation. And even though it's beside the point here, I think it's important because anything that we create as humans or we learn as humans, we need to share it. So sharing is the key word here. Very, very important. All right, final comments here is that as you can see, there's terminology that doesn't make much sense right now. Distortions, uh, catalysts, original thought, so forth and so on. It's going to get clearer over time with the videos I'm going to create and the explanations that I give. But also, if you want to know more, go to my Facebook group, which is Gaia Awakens, and you can join the conversation there and just we'll talk about this stuff, uh, which I love talking about. If you like this video, 
don't forget to subscribe, like, put the notification thing, and make any comments. You know, it does show your love for me, and I can share more of my love with you. With that, remember that there's a bonus at the end of the video, and I'll see you in session two. Yes. 